Cutting Out Early, the podcast. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. I'm in a glass case of emotion! With Max, Zach, and Alex. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! Well, we're waiting. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, the Cutting Out Early podcast, episode six, I believe, at this point. I need Crazy. a blowhorn. <laughs> it's August 25th, 2020, when we're recording this. Thank I, you, everyone, for tuning in. I feel like we're missing something, Max. Are we? I, You know, I came. we came down here, you know, we started setting up, <laughs> we're... We're like doing the podcast, you know, doing our, you know, talking about what we're going to talk about on the show. A little show prep. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I just I just feel like we're missing something. I can't put my finger on it. <sighs> I don't know. If, if anyone knows, send us an email, please. <laughs> <laughs> we're really baffled. <laughs> no, it's it's pretty clear. Um, Mr. Alexander Newth is away for the week. He is uh, on a little excursion through the Upper Peninsula. And uh, doing a little vacation, so um, pictured rocks, right? Pictured rocks, Marquette. He's going to Houghton. I think he's in Houghton today, and uh, then he's going to finish it off at uh, Mackinac Island for a few days before he heads home with Anna. Mm. So, yeah, living living it up there. Wow. So it's just Zach and I taking you guys through this episode, but uh, we're we're gonna make the best of it. I think uh, you guys are in very capable hands. <laughs> no fear that it's going to be still the best show ever. But thanks, everyone, for tuning in. This is the Cutting Out Early podcast. Um, glad to have you guys here. we got a lot to get into today. Obviously, there's the uh, a big news about the um, police shooting in Kenosha, uh, Wisconsin. Um, that's pretty much been taking over the headlines for the past couple days. we we got to touch on it for a bit, um, which we will. I want to talk about um, the Big Ten. The football controversy is still continuing, and there's a lot of people upset over this. And it's going to be a uh, an interesting situation as uh, some schools play and some don't. The yep. Big Ten, obviously, right now is not. Um, Huge controversy. We're going to get into that. A uh, few other schools in Michigan um, either – making changes, delaying because of COVID, yeah. uh, fantasy football discussion, um, the latest cancellations in the uh, announcer world, um, and uh, a few other things, and uh, especially this uh, story in Detroit that's kind of getting national headline about national news. About crazy. this funeral home where this, this lady was taken, and um, she, she wasn't exactly deceased. <laughs> and they discovered it at the funeral home, of all places. But it's it's a wild story. We got some clips to play for that. So we'll get into that and a lot more uh, throughout today's show. But um, I, we got to start with what's going on in um, Kenosha, Wisconsin. Uh, the uh, latest in uh, these horrible police shootings that are taking place across the country um, during this uh, very uh, interesting time where people are very upset and, and protests are very rampant right now. And it's it's just a big thing happening in this country right now. And the last thing that we need is something like this to pretty much get people more upset, um, more angry, and more pissed off about about what's going on. And it's 
from the looks of it, a terrible story. And I, I really can't believe that it happened. The optics are not good. Yeah. Um, I, I do got to point out before we get further into this that we really don't have the full story yet. And, and, and that's a fact. It's optically looking really bad. But there's still a lot that we don't know. And, um, Zach, I don't know how much you looked into this story, but, I mean, it's obviously taking over every single headline across the country. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it rightfully so. I mean, sure. I, there's there's been a magnifying glass on this topic already with police brutality and, um, you know, s- systemic racism and everything. And, like, this, this I, I don't know if, I did you watch the video? I, I watched the video. It, no, no, I didn't. It, it, the, the video itself, it's actually, like, it's kind of horrifying. It, I, I mean, I would urge anyone to go in, if you really want an opinion on this matter, you should watch this video. And it, it it's actually just, it, it's horrifying. The guy's walking to his car, and he, he, he's walking away from police, and he's, like, getting into his car where his three kids are in the car, and they fire seven shots at him. And I, I don't know what kind of... I, what exchange exactly was happening it, nobody knows well no but it, it's hard for me to find a real reason why seven shots was acceptable and that it there were like three or four police officers you can like do you, there's like he wasn't overpowering he wasn't doing anything ridiculous like if he was really in that kind of situation he three excuse me three police officers should be able to tackle him and also, I, I heard he wasn't even doing anything wrong. He was, he was like, breaking up a fight between two women. Well, this is what happened. Absurd. These are the details. from This is from CBS News. And, and like I said, the video that was shown of this incident uh, did not capture the whole incident. It captured, obviously, this the, the, the later half of what happened here. And obviously, from what we're seeing on that video, it doesn't look good. But this is what happened, according to CBS News. It happened around 5 p.m. this past Sunday. Um and was captured from across the street on the video posted online. So he was across the street when he took the video of it. Uh, Kenosha police do not have body cams, but they do have body microphones for whatever that's worth. I thought all police had body cams right now in yeah, every department. They should, especially now. Uh, they were res- Police were responding to a call about a domestic dis- dispute when they encountered Blake on Sunday. They didn't say whether Blake was armed or why police opened fire, released no details on the dispute, and didn't immediately disclose the race of the three officers at the scene. You see, that's the most incriminating thing to me so far. Like, if you guys had a story that explained this, they would have released it right away. Well, we know what happened in Detroit. Do you remember that what happened about like a month and a half ago when they had that shooting in Detroit and it was the police officers shooting down the uh, that that guy that was like getting in an altercation with them and that led to a couple protests right off the bat. But what happened was Chief James Craig released the video within hours of it happening and had that news conference. It was on a Friday night. Yeah. And he released the video and he said this man fired uh, two or three point blank shots of the officer's head, thankfully missed, and the officer responded. Yeah. And and that pretty much kind of put a kibosh on all the all the protesting right then and there because you know, at that point I, I think a shooting is kind of justified if somebody's shooting at your head point oh, blank. Absolutely. I mean absolutely. that's just that's just the nature of the job and but, it's an unfortunate part, but we, we don't get that here. No, and I, I think the craziest part was that they had a ample opportunity to take care of this man or take him down without using deadly force. Like just tackle him. It's it, it was like three or four police officers to one man. Like there's no reason. Um, an eyewitness who captured the video of the shooting told CBS News that before he started filming, one officer had 
had Blake in a headlock, and another was punching him in the ribs. A female officer tased Blake. This is all according to the witness who took the video. Uh, the witness also added that Blake scuffled with police before the shooting and that he heard an officer tell Blake to drop the knife. Although witnesses said he never saw Blake holding a knife. And again, this is from witnesses, so it's not it's not proven. And we're really not going to get that until... I don't know if we'll ever get that. Without body cams of the actual video of the entire incident, we may never know exactly it's what went down. or something. Well, even then, I mean, they could argue it in court, but are we really going to know every single fact? Not necessarily. Um, well, I think... I, I think that this is just kind of, you know, it, it, it's kind of scary to think about this kind of stuff happening with a, this. It's happening even with a magnifying glass on sure. it. Sure. You know, like what was happening before. And it, it really kind of, it's really eye opening to, you know, what, you know, people of, of color can be going through in these kind of situations with police. Like it, it, it it's making a lot of sense to a lot of people. Uh. I'm going to continue on. The governor said he'd, he'd seen no information to suggest Blake had a knife or other weapon, but that the case is still being investigated by the state justice department. And um, let's see, it went on and on and on. Uh, Crump added, who is Benjamin Crump, a prominent civil rights lawyer retained by Blake's family. So um, that's the attorney right now. They told CBS news that Blake is in stable condition, but he's paralyzed from the waist down. They doubt he's going to walk again. Um, so that's pretty much what we have. And, Obviously, that's led to a lot of protesting in that community across the entire country. It still, unfortunately, has led to some violent incidents, some rioting. And I, I look, I understand there's problems across the country, but I don't think looting and violence and rioting is ever the solution to a problem that somebody's trying to solve. You can bring a lot of attention to it, and it's being there's tons of attention brought to this and all similar issues right now, but I don't think the violence and looting and burning and dis destruction of innocent people's businesses and homes and buildings are are helping the cause or justified in any way. I, I That's where I kind of fail to understand the point of what's going on when these protests turn violent, and it's, in some cases extremely violent. It, it's uh, Yeah, I would agree that it shouldn't be violent and. It's a very, very difficult situation for everyone involved, and I, I, I mean, I, it's impossible for even me or Max to really know what they're going through. But absolutely, but I, it, I mean, something has to happen. Something has to change, and I guess you know maybe November's the time that we do something. It doesn't seem like it. I don't know, <laughs> but well, what are you saying, Zach? Is oh, this going to no. end after the election? No, is COVID no. going to go away? Uh, <laughs> God, that would be. <laughs> freaking awesome hey it? covid is cured it's incredible <laughs> it's crazy the election's over we're done absolutely amazing <laughs> if that were the case huh but it's it's a crazy story and i i, I really I, I, it's it's awful but i just feel for some of these innocent people who are also being uh having their lives affected in a horrible way and it doesn't compare to somebody's life being lost and luckily jacob blake is okay he's he's obviously in a well stable I mean, condition he's, he's might stable, not walk again yeah. he is alive thank god and um you know, I, I'm, I'm very curious to see what the police department's going to do because right now they're not doing anything and they're letting things get pretty crazy in that area in terms of protesting. I think the only reason they're not saying anything has to be because the officer probably fucked up. It's over. No, I, I you know what I mean? I no, mean, otherwise I they'd come out and say, look, this was incredibly justified. This is the evidence that we have to show that this was justified. 
these these this violence needs to stop but they're not doing that they're not saying anything so you gotta at least think that well this is probably a bad situation absolutely no i and i i don't know watching the video it's very very difficult for me to you know come up with a situation where what happened was you know acceptable and it's it just doesn't seem like that's possible to me right now Uh, i'm sure we're gonna hear a a lot more about this story as um the uh the news kind of develops with this in the next coming coming days i have to imagine there's going to be some statement from the, from the police department. There, there's just there's just got to be something. So yeah. we'll mean, see. Yep. We'll see. And you know, there, look, I, I know police sometimes get a bad rap. I, I still firmly believe that the vast majority of police do a good job. I think there are bad police out there. I think there's a lot of bad people in any profession, and it's unfortunate because the nature of a police officer is to put themselves in dangerous situations. But I I still firmly believe that most police are good and want to help people. No, I would agree. I would agree with that. It's, it's just, it, it, it's, it's tough. You know, it, they don't deserve to have shit thrown at them in Portland. Yeah. Yeah. That, the, that's kind of a crazy story the, too. This was the latest thing. How obviously Portland's going through a lot right now and police are trying to handle a lot of uh, issues with protests that turned violent. Um, now they're getting thrown balloons in their face filled with feces. <laughs> Come on. Portland, what, what else is there? Portland, Come on. Portland's Feces, always, shit, give me a break. Portland's always been kind of on the edge, though. They, were they the city? Oh, that was Seattle, right? That had the, the or the, um, they captured, like, the capital. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was Seattle. Okay. The, um. But, but Portland's what's actually. The, the name of the zone, the, the, that zone, whatever. Why can't I think of this I name? I don't know the name either. I, I barely remember the name of the city. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's it's a uh, chop zone, chop, chop zone. Yeah, it, that's that was in Seattle, but Portland's obviously having a lot of a lot of uh, bad stuff going on I as got well. Shit everywhere, I shit all <laughs> over my. <laughs> I shit my pants last night. Well, they're all out there. It's it, it balloons filled with feces. Really. S- speaking of a the, shit, the new water balloon. Speaking of a shit show, uh, <laughs> I think we should uh, talk about the uh, Big Ten controversy that's shit going is on. Real! <laughs> the Big Ten is having some issues right now. We know that they canceled their season, but a lot more is developed in terms of people really pissed off at the conference. And I'm I'm really wondering what they're gonna do. But ESPN wrote a big piece about it. Yeah, yeah. I I, I wasn't able to read the whole thing, but I've skimmed through it and I've been following the story a little bit. And honestly, it, it it's kind of crazy. It's it it's. It's almost like the the knee like the so everything has been canceled because of COVID and now it seemed like the right thing to do to cancel football because of it and now it, it now it's hitting a little too close to home for a lot of people it seems like maybe uh maybe Max has a little bit more on the story than I do. <laughs> well, it's just a matter of people being incredibly furious. That's the headline. Inside the Big Ten's two weeks of discontent. Everyone is furious. That's pretty much what happened. And this is from ESPN, Adam Rittenberg, who wrote it. It's a long story about basically interviews and and, uh, and comments from people within the Big Ten expressing their feelings about the cancellation of the season. And this is something that Wojo has talked about in the past two weeks, saying how the Big Ten made this decision too early. And it's leading to this, where people are becoming upset, 
pissed off, saying to themselves, why did we cancel the season? You know, I mean, obviously not. Who knows? Maybe the decision makers are. But the people involved in the Big Ten are really not understanding why it had to come to this so early. Yeah. And wondering what data is used to explain this. But it it kind of comes to the question... And I know we talked about this last week. Alex is not here for uh, the uh, listeners to give him the opinion. He was unsure of what he thought if, if <laughs> he would see football or not. He wanted the listeners to tell him what to think, but obviously he's not here for that. So <laughs> we're still not sure. Hopefully we'll get back to that uh, next week. But I still think there's going to be college football this season. I don't think we'll see it in the Big Ten, but I do think there will be conferences playing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think... I think that the SEC or the ACC or one of, or the Big Twelve, I, I think they'll get at least a game out of it. There's so much momentum behind that, you know that that movement right now. But I I, I kind of want to go back to what you said with the the Big Ten like yeah. canceling too early. Like I I would agree. Like it, it it didn't seem like it before. It seemed like it was almost inevitable that football was going to be canceled. And at least the, college football. These athletes aren't paid, and how could they do this in a feasible way and, like, have them go to class or whatever. But it, it, it like, now you're kind of seeing at least at least the SEC get the excitement about football. You know, even if it doesn't come to a whole season or every game, like, you're, you're at least getting some hype behind the players. Like, everyone's kind of looking for it. You have camp going, and that's something that the Big Ten's kind of missing out on right now. A- absolutely. It's just done with the Big Ten. Um, but this is the story, at least I'll, I'll read bits and pieces of it. It's crazy. Standing in a turf area near Big Ten headquarters Friday morning, football parents representing several programs aired their grievances about the league's decision to postpone the fall season because of concerns surrounding the coronavirus pandemic. Randy Wade, the father of Ohio State star defensive back Sean Wade, organized the rally and spoke first before calling on parents from other Big Ten schools. When Wade summoned uh, Davis... Father of Wisconsin running back Julius Davis, the group of parents applauded. Wait, am I cheering for Wisconsin? Gail Corner <laughs> said with a laugh. Corner, whose son Jack is a junior defensive back at Iowa, normally wouldn't dare cheer for the rival Badgers, but the parents' anger, frustration, and confusion around the postponement of the football season has brought them together as a common opponent. We're all parents. We all have the same concerns. This is Gail Corner talking to ESPN. Did you did you hear about the uh, the parents who actually went to Dave Warner's house and were oh, holding a protest? On. Like they were like having a protest outside Dave Warner's house, like <laughs> shouting him, shouting at him as he's driving into work. Like that's actually gonna do something. <laughs> it was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to have to make the decision right in front of us. What if he just came out? All right, you got me. We'll do it. You you guys win. It's, it's a fight. I'm going to make a call. We're doing it. They were they teeping were his trees and throwing oh, eggs at his house. God. Were they really? No, I'm just making that up. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. They're pissed. They're pissed. Um, but she went on. So I actually think it's really awesome to be with all these different parents. I started following a few people from Nebraska and Michigan, even parents who aren't here. Ohio State coach Ryan Day tweeted something, how proud he was of his quarterback, Justin Fields. I was like, you know, I hope my kid makes him sweat on the field. But off the field, we're all kind of in this together. Um, there were 25 parents at that Big Ten headquarters. Um, 25? I guess that's it. That's not really thought, a lot. I thought there were going to be more. Yeah. Uh, parents wearing Iowa's Tiger Hog, Ohio State's block. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. You don't care what they're wearing. Uh, wearing. Chanting, let us play, and pose for pictures in front of the empty office building. Any any teams from home? You hear anything about Michigan? 
Um, let's see. I don't think so right now. Well, th somebody said Michigan. Who said Michigan? Not here. Well, there's people from Ohio State, Illinois, Wisconsin, Iowa, and, uh, well, let's see. It's kind of strange that... A few I schools. A I few schools in the Big Ten. I know Harbaugh came out with a statement saying how upset he was, but yeah. you're not... It, I, it, it's kind of interesting that kind of the Michigan schools are maybe taking the more, you know, safe approach on, on that kind of, from that standpoint, but... It's also kind of funny. You're not hearing a peep out of Michigan State, <laughs> like absolutely not. I think why is that? What, what do you think's going on? Oh, I, I I think it's 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 pretty clear what's going on. Mel Tucker comes in, he he doesn't even get an off season. He doesn't get a spring training. He doesn't get anything because of COVID. He doesn't get time to recruit his players. He does. He hasn't even installed this system because everyone's been gone. <laughs> exactly. It. it I, I think that Mel Tucker is very okay not playing this season because whatever chance he had at putting a team together in less than I don't know what was it he he they they hired him in what March? Are you saying Mel Tucker is rooting for the coronavirus? Oh uh, well, I think he's I don't think he's doing that. I think <laughs> I always like to find the people who are rooting for the coronavirus <laughs> because there are some out there whether they want some type of big change or something to happen with the coronavirus. Some people are rooting for me. I mean, Mel's one of them. Honestly, I'm okay with it too. I, I think I think MSU really needs the time. It, 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 he was put in an awful position. So it, I, I understand what you're saying. You know, it's it's a new system, it's a new format, and it's a big undertaking to take that on. And I, maybe maybe a year off would be okay. Well, yeah, for and he, him. he didn't get to train the athletes either. Like it, it, you can like even in like the videos that I saw of them like at the, the what was it the fall camp or whatever it was. Yeah, it was just like. They didn't look like they were ready to play, at least to me. It, it, they didn't look like they were ready to play football in the Big Ten. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they didn't have it. They needed a little more time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen up, everybody. I have some news. This is Mel's first camp. We are screwed. <laughs> Actual audio of Mel Tucker talking to his players. Honestly, I'm really rooting for the guy. I think that oh, I, am too. I think it was a good hire, in the, especially with the situation they were given. And, you know, hopefully he makes it work out. But, yeah, I, I, it, it's not looking too good for him right now. Let me finish part of the story. Yeah, the parent absolutely. protest punctuated two weeks of letters, petitions, remarks, and general discontent about the Big Ten's decision. A group of Nebraska parents are also threatening legal action if the Big Ten doesn't produce documents relating to the August 11th announcement, including the votes of each president and the chancellor, as well as scientific data and medical information. Although three other FBS conferences and almost all the lower division leaks have uh, postponed for similar reasons, the Big Ten has drawn more public outcries and Warren has been the primary focus of the criticism. First of all, can I say one thing? As Wait, Warren? Am I, am I losing my mind? Warren? Dave Warren? Dave Warren. Dave, Dave Warren? David Warren? The the and the is the commissioner of the Big Ten? Is that the right Kevin word? Warren. Oh, Kevin Warren. <laughs> Kevin Warren. Commissioner Kevin Warren, for God's sake. Oh, Look at us. We're going to have to go back and edit it. <laughs> That's on you. Just bleep out the Dave part. I'm sorry, Kevin. <laughs> um, but it's high public criticism. It, it's highly unusual for the 124-year-old conference whose members pride themselves on unity and keeping disagreements in-house, yada, yada, yada. They go on and on. But they're taking a lot of heat, and, and the parents and players seem upset. As and it, I understand. I, I really do. The parents aren't the only ones asking questions and demanding information. Uh, Wednesday, on Wednesday last week, Penn State coach James Franklin said, I'm extremely frustrated because we have very few answers to communicate to our young men. Um, two days earlier, Penn State Athletic Director Sandy Barber said she wasn't sure whether the Big Ten presidents and chancellors had held a formal vote about the postponement. 
Uh, Warren later said they did, although presidents who spoke were more evasive when asked about it. Again, another rinky-dink situation going on with the Big Ten, and they're trying to figure out... They, they can't even figure out if they held a vote or not? I know, that's, what, what, that's come, insane what? to me. Give it, me a break. How, how is that a problem, or how is that a, an area of disagreement, or like more ev- ev- evasive about that? They're asked about, well, how was the vote? And then they have presidents who were more evasive about when, when they were asked about a vote. Come on. I, the only thing I can think of is that maybe they're trying to avoid the topic because they don't want to so. be seen as the team that was like, eh, this is probably a bad idea. And and it really, like, that you're not hearing much out of anyone from it and from the Big Ten standpoint uh, in terms of leadership and why it was canceled. And I, I think it's a big reason is because there were two reasons why they canceled Big Ten football this year. One was they don't want to pay the athletes, and <laughs> I, I think – that a lot of athletes were, they were like forming a union and there was, you know, it, there was talk about how they wanted to be be part like of the revenue, like straight to the athletes and not just through. Anyway, it was kind of crazy. And then they don't want to get sued down the row. And I don't, I don't think the Big Ten can come out and say, we don't want to pay our athletes and we don't <laughs> want to get sued. So we're not doing this season. Of course not. <laughs> no, but I mean, is, isn't that just a... a... I feel like it's such a front or a facade, not even just the Big Ten, but when any entity or business or corporation says the health and safety of our employees or of our students are our highest priority, so we're going to cancel the season. We're going to do this and that and this and that. And it's not about that. It's always about money. It's about not getting sued. It's about trying to give the players the, the smallest opportunity possible to argue about being paid. They don't want that to happen. If they were to say something along the lines of, listen, we can play football. We're going to have to have them sign these waivers. We're going to have to do this. We don't want to get sued, but we still want the revenue. So we're going to play, but sign these waivers. They can't even do that because all of a sudden they're in some part of union signing these waivers. They they don't have a union. There's no collective bargaining agreement. They're not employees. (laughs) They're student athletes who do not get paid, but they receive uh, free tuition and room and board. So, you know, whatever. Why are they complaining, right? Can you imagine? (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's so so stupid. What a facade. Can you imagine if the Big Ten made them sign the waivers and then, like, I don't know, like five years down the road, like a couple athletes died from some, you know, magical condition that comes out of COVID. Like, sure. look how bad they would look. Oh, God. Like, not only, they don't have any right to what they did, and we put them in a terrible situation. Exactly. It's just... It, you're not only crazy, exactly. you're dumb. <laughs> Honestly, that's that's one of the only things that's kind of keeping me from being 100%, you know, that the SEC would even finish their season. Because it's just like, there's a lot of, you know, iffy and... It's just it, it the optics behind making your students play in a potentially dangerous situation when you're not paying them is awful. Oh yeah, and that's why they're doing it, and that's why the NFL is still going on. Um, but I, I want to get into fantasy football in the NFL in a second. But um, kind of staying on the college thing, Central Michigan uh, they've suspended in-person Greek activities um, due to a spike in COVID cases. I thought stuff like this was already kind of like put on hold for the semester <laughs> is this not. just happening now i guess not man i don't, I don't know it's, okay it's cmu greek life is is huge i guess i honestly i don't i don't understand either i feel like the extracurriculars up be at the school, first to go absolutely right it's just unnecessary exposure i mean it's already gonna be tough and like having a dorm but now you're just gonna have a bunch of these kids get together and do like greek life activities <laughs> All these, well, not anymore. All those organizations are like student run too. Like, how can you expect 
students to run those organizations and keep it safe for your it's crazy yeah. it doesn't make sense and we talked about this last week but this whole thing where these um universities are we've decided to cancel online class or cancel in-person classes we'll be closing the uh the classroom doors we'll be closing the lecture halls but um you know uh, feel free to stay home or come whatever it doesn't matter um, they don't always care about that. I know some schools don't say that. Some cool schools say to stay home. Michigan State closed down their dorms. But a lot of schools still go on with people living on campus or living in the area and not having in-person lectures. Is that really what the problem is? The lecture halls, the classrooms? Is that where the COVID spikes are coming from? I don't think so. I have a great picture. I found it online yesterday. <laughs> and it, it, U of M hasn't canceled can- our classes yet. And there's this... It's this picture online, and they don't name U of M, but it, it's U of M. It's a U of M fraternity. And Are you sure it's U of M, or is this your Spartan bias no, coming this out is saying, actually yeah, not, that's probably a Wolverine? No, I, I was actually curious. I thought it was a I thought it was a Michigan State fraternity at first, to be honest with you. I was like, oh, boy, they canceled classes, and these fools are still having parties. And they might. I don't know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I – it is just it's it's a frat party. They're all outside. They're all drinking. They're playing beer pong. There's there's sheets hanging from the. Wait a second. Wait a second. I think I know what you're talking about. Did the sheet have a slogan on it that was uh? Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> there's something you can't eat when you have a mask on. <laughs> not not the most tasteful thing. He's got. Uh, incredible, incredible ass. <laughs> I've ate her ass like ten times. <laughs> can't, can't do that with a mask. <laughs> I, I saw the same photo. What, what are these people doing though? It's a funny sign, but really, is this is this good for coronavirus? I don't think so. The leaders no and mask. the best, everyone. The leaders <laughs> and the best. I don't. Come on, it's, it's not just Michigan. No, no, no. It's it, everywhere. I've I've heard stories of even though <laughs> Michigan State's campus is canceled, I've heard st- stories of freshmen trying to get apartments up there so they can go and live. And oh God, yeah. Up there and well, think if you were a freshman ready to enter Michigan State. You know, I mean. I, I get, you know, you're going there to learn, but you're going there to have a lot of fun, too, especially at a Michigan State, right? Absolutely. If you're a freshman, aren't you just like, oh, my God, I can't wait to get there. No parents. I'm going to yeah. get there in my apartment. I'm going to get in the dorms, and I'm going to party. Let's go. Woo! I think, my fam- <laughs> I think my family would be the first ones to say I was dying to get out of the house when I was 18. <laughs> Absolutely ready to go. And <laughs> So, I mean, as a freshman, you got to think to yourself, Wait, you're, you're saying I'm stuck at home for, for this semester? No, 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 no. No, yeah. no, I'm not doing that. Get, get the landlord on the phone. I'm coming tomorrow. We're coming we'll tomorrow. be there. Somebody make the sheets. Draw up the sheets. Get gotta- the keg. Get the keg. <laughs> Go to QDs. Pick it up. Blue light this time. <laughs> so oh, it's, it's still happening. Um, But CMU suspending in-person Greek activities. Like I said, I think that should have been done a while back. Eastern Michigan is delaying moving by three weeks. We'll see how many cases, how many lives that saves. Uh, <laughs> I, um, honestly, they're probably delaying it. You know what's going to happen in three weeks? Three weeks. Pe- I don't think any. Kids, I don't think kids, anything's going to happen. Kids are going to be back in school in three weeks. Oh well, yeah. There's some schools that are already back. Well, exactly. You give them three weeks. The numbers are going to go up. That's all EMU is going to need to cancel classes. If if you were if you were just p- placing a bet on on um, Michigan COVID numbers, what 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 are the latest numbers? Um, it's still like a 
multiple hundreds cases every day, but the deaths are still in the single digits from what I'm seeing every day. Yeah. So where do you think we will be three weeks from right now in Michigan? I think we're going to be higher. I, I think Deaths or cases or both? I, well, I, I, I don't know the projections exactly. I'm not going to act like I'm super educated on this. No, but, I, I understand that. But, I'm just asking your, your, just your irresponsible speculation opinion that you've seen as a medical student and just watching the news. I'd say kids going to school alone is going to transmit cases because you, it, you can't control kids. No. Like they're going to go there. They're going to interact. They're going to bring it home to their families, and it's just going to go from there. I, it, it, I can only see it going up with the way things are going. And also, we're, we're going to – winter's coming, and we're going to have to, you know, stay inside more. And it, it's it, – I think that, you know, and everyone's always talking about a second surge. I, I don't want to get too crazy because I'm not very educated, and I probably should be on this sort of thing. But I would say that I could definitely see cases going up yeah. from where they are right now. Um, let's see. As of yesterday, it says there was 165 cases on Michigan.gov slash coronavirus. Uh, 165 confirmed, 36 probable. I'm not sure where they're getting probable cases. That's on every single day. I don't know. Whatever, whatever, uh, data analysis they have. They have a hospital test that's not very accurate. I can only imagine that maybe they, like, swab them and got a false negative or they think a false negative or a false positive and they're trying to you know confirm that now today michigan reports 779 new coronavirus cases 20 new deaths though six of them were late additions that were discovered during a regular vital record search um which i'm seeing every day is where like half the deaths or almost half the deaths are like due to errors made uh from back earlier in the coronavirus pandemic so that's what's going on but you know it's still up there, I guess, and I guess we'll see what happens in the next few weeks. I, I kind of agree, but I, I think it's going to re- remain relatively consistent. Um, I don't think it's going to go high or low one way or the other. I think it's just going to kind of go how it is right now and, and stay its course. Now, unless unless you're right, unless these students have some crazy parties and get together like nuts <laughs> and just go well, wild, well, yeah, we'll I wasn't see something, just, I would imagine. I wasn't just talking college. I'm talking like sure. uh, you know, elementary and high school and middle school students too. I, I'm still looking forward to fantasy football. NFL's still going on. I, I'm convinced that we're going to get an NFL season. I think that's 100%. Oh, absolutely. I think, I, I think I'm, I mean, I'm getting pumped for it. I, I finally have some sports that I, I want to see. I know the Tigers are going on right now, and, you know, Casey Mize and Scooball, they're, they're pitching, which is Mize didn't do so well last night. But, <laughs> um, you know, they have some prospects. They're not doing so well right now, which is fine. But the Wings are not playing. Neither are the Pistons. So... We at least get Lions football, the the third choice of any sport that we have. Maybe the fourth choice of the four teams in Detroit. The Lions. We'll get to see them play. I, I, I mean, I'm just kidding. I, believe me, I, I probably love watching Lions football more than any other sport. As, as far as professional Detroit sports, Wings might be close, but but I never miss a Lions game. No, absolutely. I mean, I think you and I kind of agree on that. We never yeah. miss a Lions game. No, they're definitely the team I follow the closest. I, You know, everyone's down about the Lions, but... It, 
their offense has got a little upgrade. Like, I think you can be a little more excited about this year. At least at least maybe some interesting games. Maybe not expect to win anything crazy, but I, I, it could be fun. I, you never this, know. This sounds so familiar. And, you know, my dad's, Every year. My dad's been saying this. You know, he, he he's he's older than me. He's 35 <laughs> years older. But he's been saying this, like, oh, it's the same thing every year and year. I'm only 25, and I'm kind of hearing that, too. Like, yeah. now that I'm 25, it's like, you know, I've, I've watched the Lions for a while. Not as long as some other people. People born earlier, but you know, I I get it, and now it's like every year it's the same old thing. Oh, there's a few things to get excited for. We got this and that, and then it's like, oh yeah. Well, don't get me wrong. I don't season. think we're gonna do anything great, but I I think that having a sport that I, at least one of my favorite, probably my favorite sport to oh, watch yeah. is you know football. Having that back and having a team to root for would is exciting enough. Hundred percent. Believe me, I'm 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 pumped. But fantasy football is still going on, and that's a big deal. It's still something to look forward to. But the question becomes, with uh, the potential shutdown of the season or a shortened season or players getting sick and having to take themselves out of the league, what changes, if any, this year are going to be coming to the fantasy football leagues across the country? Are we doing any changes uh, I'm not in favor of any changes. I think we just got to play it and see if, if it goes out. I think the only change you can really, really make an argument for is that uh, you, you got to give everyone's money back if the season gets canceled somewhere, right? If if you, if they realize they can't do it, you can't just hold the pot. Or maybe hold it till next year. I don't know. But you, you can't just – you. you you got to give it back. You know? what, what if the season is like seventy-five percent over and they cancel it? Would they just say, would would you know the fantasy football leagues commissioners say, all right, we're just going to call it done now? Whoever's in the lead wins, whoever isn't loses, or is that not fair? I guess it depends on how your league goes, but I think you got to finish the playoffs if you want the big pot to go to the big winner. I agree. I agree, 100%. I don't think there really should be any changes this year for fantasy football. And as a matter of fact, there's a lot of discussion about this. I don't know why it warrants an incredible amount of discussion. What changes can you make? People are saying, you know, I guess add more bench spots, which I I can see, but I I really don't think, first of all, I don't think many people in the NFL are going to be getting covid I don't. I think they're going to do a good job with it. I think they've had enough time for, to prepare, Absolutely. and they've had enough time to see what the MLB has done wrong and right, and what the other leagues have done wrong and right. So they're going to have the best preparation possible. So I really don't think any fantasy league needs any changes, including with the punishment, which we're still waiting on for last year. Um, as soon as we get live sports back with fans, <laughs> um, somebody will be wearing a toilet bowl around their head, going into a sporting event and sitting there watching the entire game with a toilet seat around their head. You know, I. I True saw, story. We're it, waiting. We're it, still waiting. It, it, it's gonna happen. Don't yes, worry. Yes, it will. It, it's definitely gonna happen. But the, the I I think I have a new idea for this year. I saw this a new great, punishment. I saw this great idea online, and it, this guy he took. <laughs> it was a gallon of spoiled milk. Oh no! It was like sitting out in the sun for like a week or something crazy oh, like that. God, and the I can't lose, stand spoiled milk. And the loser of the fantasy football league had to dump it on themselves. <laughs> 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 That's actually pretty good. It's better than drinking it. Yeah, no, <laughs> I thought no, you were gonna say drink it. No, 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 no. Getting sick. No, <laughs> you just smell awful. Yeah, God, you smell like the trash you are. Could that could that be a, uh, a a new punishment for us? That's not a bad idea. No, I really like it. I was gonna bring it up this year. We oh should definitely God. do that. It, hope, it's another year that uh, our our great commissioner of our fantasy football league <laughs> will not be on the trophy. He knows what we're talking about now. It's kind of funny. Uh, he, he still hasn't been, has he? No. How many years has it been? It's been like 10 years, it, hasn't it? it? 
Uh, it's been about eight, since, nine. Since, it's getting up there. Since it's, freshman year high school, like yeah. early high school, so 2010. Yeah, 10 years, maybe. Yeah, about 10 years. That's wild. It's really funny because <laughs> our... still not on the trophy. Our, yeah, yeah. Our, our commissioner is way more educated about fantasy football than any of us. He does draft kings every week. He's, you know, he's always looking at the latest analysis, and he's, he's a numbers guy, and he has never won the thing after all his research. <laughs> <laughs> After all that work he puts in every season, somehow he does not win it. He, he, I think he's gotten close the last couple times. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the people who spend days trying to fill their bracket for March Madness. All this research. <laughs> oh, this player's not really good uh, against this team. This matchup's good or bad. And then they end up blowing it and getting beat by some kid who picked teams based on the color of their jersey. Ended up winning it all. You know what, you know what I mean? It's one of those situations. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely i you know i i actually have to i'm pretty proud of myself most most years i'm, I'm knocking on the board right now you yeah, can't boy. tell most years i can hold my own in the fantasy football league but yeah no it's it's it there's no education it's all gut <laughs> <laughs> i mean sometimes that's what you gotta use that's the only way you can win yeah just go with your gut and make it happen but i'm looking forward to it <laughs> absolutely um <laughs> something normal right <laughs> yeah no kidding uh the latest in cancellations are affecting uh, two people who you may know, Mike Milbury and Tom Brenneman, both canceled the latest cancellations. Uh, you've seen these stories, right, about these two. It's, yes. It's, uh, well, I think Tom Brenneman was first. That was late last week. Uh, he was calling um, the uh, Cincinnati Reds game. And if, if you guys haven't seen the story, check it out. The video's online. I don't think we're going to play the video. We're going to play his apology. But it was basically, it, what happened was it was a doubleheader. He's the play-by-play guy for the Reds. And by the way, before I get into this, he's done Lions games before. He's a he's a jerk. He's always making backhanded comments about the Lions. Really? Like, well, he's dropped a lot of uh, passes this year. Why do you think that is? And talking to the Clark commentator, always like these like little sly, yeah. disparaging comments about Dude, the Lions. I hate the color commentators that do that. Well, that, no, he's this... a play-by-play guy. He well, set up. He sets up the color oh, well, guys for it's like you know, like he talks to the color commentator, like you know, the Lions. Uh, this player has been really dropping a lot of pl- passes. What do you think's the problem? And he'll set up the color commentator for that type of discussion, which is already it has a negative connotation about it. I hate. When when they do that, when they yeah. just trash, even if I'm, I don't care about either team in the situation. It's it's super annoying to see those biases like just thrown in there. It, well, not even biases, like just overtly against the other team. Right. It's super annoying. Well, anyway, so there was a double header for the Cincinnati Reds game, and um, <laughs> it's it's like that pregame show, you know, Tigers Live, where they do like a half hour before the game, a little pregame <laughs> insight. So Does that one actually watch that. Yeah, I do sometimes before Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune sometimes. Um, if I don't want to watch the national news, I'll put on Tigers Live, which is fine. But anyway, it was that, and they're coming back from break, and it was a hot mic incident where he didn't realize that he was on the mic. They're coming back from break, and they see the ballpark, and it's just silent. And then, and then Tom says the blank capital of the world, and yeah. I think the F word can be thrown in there. You guys can fill in the blank. Yeah, it rhymes with bag. Yeah, so he was caught on a hot mic and then just goes right into it after like a five-second pause. He's back into it. Reds Live presented by so-and-so. It's like just – it was immediate. Yeah. So he didn't I, – I, I, there's no way he realized he was on the mic. Can I just address something first? Sure. I, first of all, I think what he said was horrid and he – 
He shouldn't have said it. Absolutely not. Of the two people we're talking about today, this man definitely deserves what he had coming. But the... Who spells their name T-H-O-M? Well, he's shortening Thomas, and that's how he shortens it. But yeah, who does that? I mean, get over yourself. You're going to have some special weird way to spell Tom. (laughs) I mean, come on. What a jerk. T-H-O-M? Hey, Tom. Great to meet you, Tom. Jeez. Yeah, that's pretty pretentious, if you ask me. (laughs) Um, So that went over the air. Um, People were pissed, as they should be. You you can't say that. It's so insensitive. It's a a horrible word. Well, and the way he said it, too, was just... The blank capital of the world. Red's Live presented. Yeah, exactly. Well, like, it it wasn't even, like... So I... In the in the in the realm of like comedy, I feel like some of the you know lines could get drawn on what's okay to say and what's not. Yeah, and it's just part of the act. But th- this the way he said this was obviously in a, like an aggressive, hateful sort of way. Well, I I don't know if I agree with that. I I, I agree that it wasn't said in a lighthearted way, but it could have been just a bad joke. I mean, it, I mean, really, it could have been. He didn't say that in his apology, but I, I didn't get Man, much. I didn't get much. Awful. I didn't get much hate out of it. I don't know. It I, didn't I, sound good to me. I got kind of... I got deadpan, which could be hate, but it wasn't like some. T- it wasn't jovial. It was just it was deadpan. Yeah. And and who knows? It could have been hate. It could have not been. I'm not sure. I don't want to speak for Tom, but the fact is, you just can't say that. No. And if, if, when you're in a workplace, you shouldn't say that. When you're in a workplace with microphones everywhere absolutely you should always assume they're hot right That's always the, assume they're on at the very minimum if you're somebody who who has these beliefs or even somebody who doesn't you need to know that like that is not okay to say in a workplace <laughs> no just of course some, not just keep it to yourself and just just be aware of yourself you he, know he he started calling the the next game because like i said it was a double header and had to uh issue an apology um during play which is uh Actually leads to one of the, uh, I'd say, one of the best home run calls the entire year. Castellanos to lead things off. Jim Day's going to be taking us the rest of the way. This was the fifth inning, game. by the way, the top of the fifth in the Reds versus takes Kansas over City. On the mound. Um, I made a comment earlier tonight that uh, I guess uh, went out over the air that I am deeply. Yeah, no shit, Tom. Ashamed <laughs> of. Um, oh, if I have no. hurt anyone out there. I can't tell you how much I say from the bottom of my heart, I'm so very, very sorry. I pride myself and think of myself as a a man of faith. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, you religious. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, (laughs) it will be a home run. (laughs) And so that'll make it a four-nothing ball game. He should have done that. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. I don't know if it's uh, going to be for the not. Reds. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be for my bosses at Fox. He's I pissed he got caught. for the people who signed my yeah. paycheck. For the Reds, for Fox Sports Ohio. He, you can see it. I he, work with. he knows he's not putting it back for anybody on. That of course I'm not. Here tonight. But this I is during a live game. I can't how deeply sorry I am. That is not and who I am. There goes your career, bud. Uh, it never mm. has. Bye-bye. And I'd like to think maybe I could have some people that uh, – that could back that up. He's calling on people to support him, but that didn't really <laughs> I happen. I am very, very sorry, and I beg for your forgiveness. Why would you support him? Jim Dale, take you the rest of the way home. So that's it. And he, he tossed it over, I think, to the radio guy. But <laughs> the, 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 best home home, the best home run, I consider myself a uh, man of faith. And here's a drive for Cristiano's <laughs> way back. <laughs> Go on a home run. Like, what Woo! Is this?
Like, even if there a is four a home nothing run, ball game. What are you doing, dude? I know it. You, I, they you didn't really have a, fucked they, up. They had the, to. They had to let him go. They didn't have a choice. He fucked up big time. Absolutely. Um, and like I said, there were two cancellations. This one, Mike Milbury, who he he's the uh, I always think of him as like the quote unquote Don Cherry of America, even though he doesn't come close to Don Cherry. He always I think he kind of acts like he tries to, but it's not close. Anyway, I think he was doing color commentary um, for one of the playoff games, and he has been uh, well. He he stepped down uh, from his uh, announcing jobs at NBC Sports because of uh, this comment. Sorry for the audio. This is the best I can get. If you enjoy playing and enjoy being with your teammates for long periods of time, it's a perfect place. Not even any woman had to disrupt their concentration. Cancel! <laughs> That's it. The, the, the comment about not any women here to distract. He's talking about how the players in the NHL bubble are just focused on hockey. There's really not much uh, else to do. And then Mike comes in, not any any women to uh, distract you. Yeah. Is that Does that warrant leaving the announcing job for the rest of the year? I, I this one this 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 one, is so different than compared, Tom's. Yeah, compared to the first or Thom, one. Thom, excuse me. Yeah, He'll Thom. be known as Thom exclusively on the show from yeah. now on. <laughs> Thom, compared to Thom, this is this one's kind of a little. This is weak to me. I think it's a and very weak. I, I Max and I were talking about this before the show. I I think it's it, it's okay to say that women are a distraction to men. Like I don't. Is that know. is that some big secret? I no, mean, I, I, yeah, there's no question that sometimes women can distract men, and I also think that men can sometimes distract women. It's a two way street. If, if anything, it's an insult to men. We can't even focus on our day jobs. Yeah, we're, Mike, <laughs> we're just blinded by women all the time. We can't even focus on what we're doing. These hockey players can't even play hockey with women around here. And, and, it's I, come on. This is where it's gone a little too far. Where the cancel culture line is moving. And I, I, it's it's moved too far. Come on. I this this one makes me think that something else was happening. Yeah, you that's know? what you're saying. Yeah, I think that I it, it's just it it's not strong enough. I think that even if they did get some backlash from this comment, it's pretty easy to brush over, especially from some guy who's very uh you know prominent in in your in your in your cast. And I I just think that it there was something else going on. I don't know. Maybe he. You know, showed up drunk to work or you pissing know. off, pissing off some executives or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that like this was just enough for them to flick him goodbye. You know, it was just like, oh, you can't say that. <laughs> I, I, I guess, and um, I, I kind of feel like that's what happened with Don Cherry too. That was that story that happened. Um, gosh, was that a, was that a year ago now when that happened? That whole Don Cherry thing. Do you remember that when he no, when he got let go from CBC? It, it was about a year ago. It was on Hockey Night in Canada. But, you know, he said something where it was like, maybe this was the straw that broke the camel's back. Maybe that's similar with uh, with what Mike did here. But really, you know, he was he stepped down from his role at NBC Sports, which we all know what that really means. He was told to leave. That happens all the time, pressured by the network. So we have that as the latest cancellation. And who knows if he'll be back. I don't know. I don't really care for him too much, but I don't think that this incident should warrant uh, not having any more announcing rules for this year. I think it's ridiculous. No, I I, I think that at some point you got to be able to talk, <laughs> you know? Sure. Like, you can't – I mean, you could skew almost anything you say in, in, a, in a poor fashion, like what oh, he yeah. said. Like, it wasn't directed at anyone. I don't think he was being hurtful toward anyone. But I, I, I think that um, – 
I don't know. It, 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 this one, to me, seems a little ridiculous, especially oh, compared yeah. to what Tom said. I mean, Tom, I, Tom, sorry. <laughs> yeah, me. Tom. Come pardon on, Zach. Me, get it pardon right. me. Pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> They're not even in the same arena. No, I actually, it, no, that's what I would say, too. No, but it, it's just weird. So that's the latest on the uh, cancellations from the sports world. But um, uh, another thing that I wanted to talk about. We all know Stanley from The Office. We love The Office. I watched a little bit of The Office today, actually. Yeah, definitely my favorite show. It's it's up. There. It's definitely top three for me. But um, this was uh, this was a story that came out about a month ago. Um, how he's starting a Kickstarter, and he's uh, he set a three hundred thousand dollar goal, which he met so far. He's exceeded it to create a uh, a Stanley from The Office spinoff show called Uncle Stan. And I, I got to read the, the premise of the show, but it's um it's happening now. The, the, the story recently, the reason this is a big news story right now is because he's received some backlash from people uh, about his race and some racial comments that he's not, uh, I, I mean, that's obviously horrible directed yeah, towards him. But not. that's been some of the reason why this is back in the news cycle. And um, he's he's been talking about it a little bit, which is awful. And I don't understand why people feel the need to go to social media and make racial comments towards absolutely. anybody. Yeah, no, that's, no, I, I don't, I, I don't get that. I, I don't understand that. Um, and it's awful, but he's talking about it. Um, the, the real, the real thing is that at least I want to discuss is, do you think this spinoff show is a good idea, or are we just going to run into <laughs> one of those Fuller House situations that nobody watched, and it kind of put a put a damper on the original Office? You know, I no, think no, I, I think the original Office is 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 it's, good as it is, and, and it's just a, leave it at that. The original Office. Let me clarify with when Michael Scott is in the office. Well, the American original office, not the British. Well, one. Uh, that's what I mean. Well, I meant the first, what is it, eight seasons or seven seasons of The Office with Michael Scott. Yeah. Is a masterpiece. Like, I, I, favorite show. I watch those same seven seasons, like, over and over. And I think a lot of people do, and I'm not alone on this. And maybe I'm super basic for saying that. <laughs> but that's I, what she said. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's a great show. And I, I, it, does Stanley have enough of a character to be his own show? He really wasn't a... I mean, he was there, but he wasn't a big character in the show. No, he was I, just there. He, had, he wasn't Dwight. He wasn't Jim. Yeah, no, he had character. Like, sure. he brought something to the show, and he oh, was a yeah. great character for the I show. I love Stanley. Stan- Stanley Hudson. But The Office was Michael Scott. And then, you know, Jim and Dwight and all, everyone else was after Michael Scott. I think Michael Scott made oh, yeah. that show. And I don't think you can make a remake of The Office because of without Michael Scott, you do not have The Office. No, obviously not. Um, I, I'm trying to find the uh, the actual write-up of, like, what the spinoff is going to be. Um, oh, here it is. The proposed spinoff would see his character come out of retirement in Florida and because I think he moved to Florida at the end of the show, because mm. he retired, didn't he retire in the finale? You know, I don't remember. And, and right. he moved to Florida. Oh, Mister Office, my favorite number one show. I, I no, 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 listen, I told you, oh, Zach. I told you, I, I watched the same seven seasons over and over again. As soon, <laughs> as soon as Will Ferrell gets in there, I'm like, oh hell no, and I, I, I start over season one. <laughs> <laughs> you just quit there. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is actually kind of a separate topic. But your least favorite character from The Office of all seasons. Who's your least favorite character? I, mine's easy. Mine's easy. Yours is easy. You should you should guess. And he and well, he or she was only in the uh, later seasons. And is it that is it the British girl? 
fucking awful. Oh my god, she is the Nelly Bertram. Yeah, Nelly was yeah, Nelly is awful. She was horrible. I, I feel like first of all, I don't think her character was was written very well because she comes into the fictional office space, Dunder Mifflin, and it's like she's been there for years. She has this prominent role. She's making she's like super authoritative, and she's got that ridiculous British accent. Uh, but she's like super authoritative, and, and she just an, showed up. She's also just an idiot. She, she's a total moron. <laughs> it's not she's, it's not fun to watch. Least favorite character. But um, you know, you know who I who, who's your least favorite? My least favorite. Yeah, that you had to pick one. That one's tough. I, I, I have I have characters that I I dislike like as people like Phyllis. I don't like Phyllis as a person, but she's a great character for the show. <laughs> you know that, that's why it's so tough, and that's what makes The Office so great is you have those characters. But I think especially later in the season, I think Ryan. Ryan uh, is one of my least favorites. Yeah, he, he gets annoying He's, after a while. He He's a get, writer, though. So is Toby, Yeah, which is great. But th- this spinoff, like I said, he'd come out of his retirement in Florida and move to Los Angeles to help his nephew run a motorcycle and florist business, much to the dismay of Stanley's soon-to-be fiancé. Uh, do we want to see this? No. No. I, the Kickstarter had a ton of support, and... He's getting more support now, uh, but it's not something that I'm like. Oh, I gotta see this another Office spinoff. Maybe they'll have some old characters back. I'm I'm a I'm not a fan of sequels. I'm not a fan of like remakes or redos and stuff like that. I think things or or, or movies or shows should just live in infamy as they were created, and that's it. I, I said the same thing about the Dumb and Dumber sequel that came out like 20 years later, which I thought was bad, and I don't think that did the original Dumb and Dumber any justice. Um, I think Fuller House was a stupid idea. Full House was a great show. I've seen every episode. Oh, you like Full many... House, don't oh, you? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, when I was younger, you know, it's that. Yeah. It was the Naked Night show that you'd exactly. throw on. You knew it was time to start getting ready for bed. You had just finished your homework. Who didn't like? You've seen Full House. <laughs> don't even say that to me. We all have. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, The Office was a great show and just let it be. You we know, don't need spin-offs. I think it just does a disservice to the entire show. You know something interesting I heard about The Office? They were saying that if The Office was being written and new episodes were coming out today, it could not be the show it was. I've heard that too. Like it, every the things it does are very con- like potentially controversial and it just wouldn't be aired on the network today. And I think that's a big reason why it's kind of it's got to be left alone. Because if it, it it's like perfect the way it is, and yeah. there's nothing, there's no way we can go back to what it was, you know. I totally agree. Um, <laughs> this is kind of reminding me of something where um, Dwight was supposed to have a spinoff of The Office, but like on NBC. See this this whole thing that that Leslie David Baker's trying to shop around. He's trying to find somebody to pick this up, a network or like a a Netflix or a Hulu or something. He's, he's trying to kind of do a grassroots thing and see like, we got the support, we have the money. Now we just need a, a, a platform. So that's what he's trying to do. But, but what happened at the end of the office, uh, was a proposed spinoff in, um, when was it? It was in early 2012, uh, starring Rain Wilson as Dwight Schrute running a bed and breakfast and beet farm titled The Farm. It was proposed <laughs> in uh, 2012, um, but in October of that year, NBC decided not to go forward with the series. Um, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's for the best. And I, just just it, leave it be. It's I, like, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I mean, I'll watch it, I guess, if it goes on, but it's not something that I'd like to see made. Just, you, know, you know, I think he's kind of looking for work. 
Maybe. I would agree. He's typecast as Stanley. He, yeah, absolutely. He, he's doing those new um, Honey Nut Cheerios commercials. That's his latest gig. Oh, really? I yeah. haven't seen them. Yeah. Well, they're out there. He, <laughs> I even heard him on the radio. I think they're on 97.1. He does radio spots and TV spots for um, for Honey Nut Cheerios. Really? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, so, Leslie David Baker, we're, we're rooting for you. Um, no, I agree. <laughs> you know, I, maybe, I know, maybe I know. not for the spinoff of The Office, but no, you know, I mean, people like that can be typecast. It's like the it's like the member berries from uh, South Park. You know, <laughs> member <laughs> member office. <laughs> remember when Michael Scott was still out of the office? I remember. <laughs> oh, I remember. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Um, this this other story about um, I love this story. This Detroit funeral home. Wait, 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 wait. Unbelievable. Wait. Do you want to talk about it? Because I, I have, a, I I have just, a clip I want to play from Channel 4 about this. No, we we got to play it. I just, I want to paint a picture. Go ahead. So say Please you do. work, you work in a morgue, right? You're, you're down there. You work on the dead bodies. You get them prepared for their funeral. And you have walls of these dead bodies everywhere. They're, you know, they're in their cabinets or wherever they're kept for the time. Is this from firsthand experience? <laughs> it is, right? It is. <laughs> You go into the freezer and you look and you see this body bag moving. Now, Ugh. if I saw that happening, I swear to God, I would drop my bag. I would run away. I, <laughs> it is absolutely terrifying for me because I, I used to work in uh, a, a morgue. I, I did it for like a couple months. Is there like a siren or something we can play? Ooh! Yeah, exactly. But like the one that I, first of all, I hated it. But if anything moved when I was down there, that I thought was dead, I would nope right out of there. I don't care who's around me. I don't care where I was. <laughs> I was not having it. No, God! <laughs> Actual audio of Zach seeing no, a body bag God, move please, in no, the morgue. No, this is it. And I'm no, also sprinting as fast no, as I can. No, God! <laughs> Mission Impossible style. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well... <laughs> So, if you were in a morgue and saw that, we know Zach's reaction. I think his reaction would be along the same lines as uh, anybody who would see something like that. But this is what pretty much happened. Um, let me just play the story, then we can talk about it. It's 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 honestly too wild to try to explain unless it's done in a professional setting. <laughs> this is last night. Dead by paramedics Channel 4. and brought to a funeral home, but she was still alive. Local 4 has learned Southfield paramedics found her unresponsive. But when she was brought to a Detroit funeral home, workers there say she was still breathing. Now she's back in the hospital. <laughs> oh You've got to be Larry kidding Sproul me. Larry is live at the James H. Cole funeral home on Detroit's west side with details. Larry? Well, Steve and Sandra, this story is really hard to believe, but here's what we know. Earlier today, a Southfield woman was declared dead by Southfield Fire and Emergency Crews. Later on today, she was brought here to the Cole Funeral Home. And tonight, she's alive. Let's oh my go God. through the <laughs> What? How is this a story? Tonight, Local 4 <laughs> is learning what happened to a 20-year-old woman inside a Southfield home. 20 years old. Local 4 sources tell us the woman was in cardiac arrest inside her home in Southfield. The family calls 911. Southfield Fire responds. Southfield Fire sent me this statement. It says, in part, at 7.34 a.m. on August 23rd, Southfield Fire Department paramedics arrived at a home in Southfield on a call for an unresponsive female. When paramedics arrived, 
They found a 20-year-old who was not breathing. The paramedics performed CPR and other life-reviving methods for 30 minutes. Jeez, Given that's a long time. And minutes? the condition that's of the a patient, long time. it was determined oh at that time. Can that you confirm that's a long time, Zach? Oh my God, is someone beating on your chest for 30 minutes? Yeah, that's a long time. and breathe. They called the fire crews back, but fire crews claimed those were the side of sources with knowledge of this investigation tell us Southfield police allegedly saw her move and breathe. They called the fire crews back, but fire crews claimed those were the side effects of the medication given to her. So wait a second. So the police see her moving and breathing, and then they're like, wait a second, she's moving and breathing. Um, Call the fire department back. Let's get their <laughs> thoughts on this. And they're like, no, oh, that's just a side effect of what we gave her. They usually act alive when we give her this medication, but believe me, she's she's dead. In the, in, what? What? In their defense, I've heard stories that you could have like a, a raw cow heart on your table, and if you gave it epinephrine, it would start beating for a little. Are bit. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. side effects are signs of life. Yeah. Well, it, kind of. I mean, it, the the heartbeat doesn't continue when the drug wears off. Jesus. Several but why sources call the say the female not was picked up and transported to James H. Cole Funeral Home so she's at the in funeral Detroit home. on Schaefer between 11.30 and noon on Sunday. That's when employees at the funeral home claimed that she was still breathing. They called EMS. Emergency crews found her very much alive and drove her to the hospital. <laughs> oh my God. And it's Southfield unbelievable. Fire continuing on with that statement, it says also that because there was no indication of foul play as per standard operating procedure, the Oakland County Medical Examiner's Office was contacted and given the medical data. The patient was again determined to have expired, and the body the was released directly I to guess. the family to make arrangements Great with the funeral home <laughs> of their choosing. We'll continue to follow this story and, and bring it to Shut up. We are live on the Choice West oh Side of Larry Sproul. Before. Thank you, Larry. It's a well, wild you. story, but she was in a body bag for two hours. <laughs> oh my! God. Two hours in a body bag, alive. They thought they Absolutely were. They thought terrifying. she was dead. They even saw her breathing. But the firefighters confirmed that. Nah, just a side effect. Believe me, it's fine. Just take her. Take her to the morgue. Take her to. The, <laughs> just get rid of her. We're done here. Case closed. Oh my. God. So now, um, now Figer, um, Jeff Figer, oh, yeah. here. So <laughs> that's gonna be the latest. Um, Dude. but it was an, I guess it was a seizure. Yeah, like they said, the ER doctor declared her dead. Uh, she's hospitalized this afternoon, uh, as of today on Tuesday when we're recording this in uh, critical condition, which yeah. is which is too bad. But h how do you make this mistake? <laughs> how is this mistake made? It, do you consider this an easy mistake to make, or is this just like a one in a million fluke? Like, was somebody not paying attention well, or doing their job? This doesn't happen very often, so I obviously would say it is a one in a million fluke. But, but. <laughs> I don't know. This oh is terrifying. God. We have we have 2020. We have what is it? Killer hornets, <laughs> COVID-19 and now zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Where does it end? <laughs> oh my god. It's like this uh, I, I just don't awful. understand how this happens. I I really don't. It's it, honest Honestly, it's crazy. It's crazy. I think anyone that works in in that morgue has has the right to just quit and <laughs> No one would think twice. Like as soon as somebody starts breathing in there, you have to get out. How was your experience in the morgue? How long did you work there? I think I worked there for it was like two or three months. I was in there, and I probably went there like, uh, probably like two or three times a month. So I was probably there. I wasn't there too often. I was there probably like a handful, ten times maybe. But honestly, it's 
it takes a special kind of person to work in that kind of situation. I'll just say that it's a it's it's a very unique situation. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. Oh my god! <laughs> just, I, they said her heart was beating at a rate of eighty beats per minute. Uh, when well, the funeral homes found her and the fire department medics arrived, <laughs> um, breathing heart was beating at a rate of 80 beats per minute, which is, uh, that's not very slow. That's pretty standard. I'd no, say for a 20 year old. So, that's pretty funny. and it's making national news because of how just crazy it is. Um, people were saying, people were saying when I die, I want to get sent to that morgue. So maybe I have the shot. <laughs> maybe that's the morgue. Yeah. Yeah. Just randomly start breathing again. <laughs> maybe that's what happened. Maybe she was dead, but all of a sudden. She's, you know what? I, I hope people the, are. It's are, the it's the magic, you know. Medicine doesn't matter. It's just that more you'll come back to life. <laughs> I, I hope people are careful when they're around her. If she, you know, comes out of her critical condition, which we hope so. But um, you know, I, I I'd be wearing maybe a little garlic and maybe a few crosses yeah. around my neck a little more. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be uh, in a room alone with her at least uh, not right away without maybe a wooden stake. I gotta read up on my zombie land rules. <laughs> um, <laughs> have you ever seen that movie? No, I haven't. Oh, jeez. Is it? It's gar- I'm thinking of Dracula with garlic. What, what is wrong with me? No, yeah. Does that apply to zombies too? Garlic? Honestly, or is that just uh, honestly, if this happened to me, I'd be doing everything. So <laughs> wooden stakes, garlic crosses, what is it? Silver. <laughs> yeah, whatever it can be. The whole shebang. Um, well, it's, it's a weird story, but, um, but we'll see what happens. And, uh, I mean, she's in critical condition. We'll, we'll keep an eye on it. Um, <laughs> like I said, if, if, for however reason, if you guys are just joining us, however that's possible on a podcast, <laughs> Alex, Alex Newth is not here. He's, uh, venturing throughout the upper peninsula. I heard some devastating news from Zach and actually from Alex before this, this summer was the first time he was in the UP. He was up there with me, uh, in, uh, late June for golfing. Well, didn't he, we didn't had a great he, golf trip. He visited you at, at school a couple of times, didn't he? Oh yeah, he did. I, you know what? That was his first time. That must have been his first time, yeah. I think. So that was so last June was his second time. So this is his third time in the UP. Um, speaking as somebody who went to Michigan Tech with a mechanical engineering degree, uh, <laughs> I was ready for that. Um, the UP's great. Um, it's it's an area of the state that I think is is um, incredibly underexplored. Uh, it's both good and bad. It's preserving some of its natural beauty. It's not overrun with tourists like Traverse City became. Uh, yeah. Traverse City is a great city, but man, is it crazy with people. The tourism well, in Traverse City is just explode. It's too much. I sometimes they, avoid Traverse City. They were one of the first cities to open up after everything closed down, right? Well, I figured that was a big reason why everyone started going up there. Well, when you say city... It was all the UP and northern part of lower Michigan. Traverse City is the biggest city in that area. Yeah. So everyone was just jumping up there. It's open and people are going up there to get away from COVID and and hang out and have fun. But, I mean, for for the past, God, 10, 20 years or so, Traverse City has just exploded in tourism. And, honestly, it probably exploded too much. It's not enjoyable to visit anymore in the summer, at least. It's too crowded. Cherry Fest? Forget it. I don't think I've ever been to Traverse City either. I'm honestly, I might Zach. be the worst Michigander to ever happen. I can't believe I haven't been to the UP, and I have not been to Traverse City. Stop it! I have been, been what? I, I have been to Mackinac. Mackinac doesn't count. <laughs> Mackinac's a tourist attraction. They're going to Mackinac this uh, this weekend too, or uh, I, I guess in the That's next day fudge. or two. They're headed there for yeah. 
<laughs> is that the one thing you remember from Mexico? <laughs> no, it's horses. Just, well, the, yeah. We stayed in the Grand Hotel. D- ooh, that's an ooh! <laughs> Mr. Grand Hotel on Mackinac. Nothing but the best for Mr. Montgomery. The Grand Hotel, please. Honestly, Take me to the Grand Hotel. Honestly, you get off the ferry, the Grand Hotel. <laughs> honestly, from what I remember, I didn't think the Grand Hotel was that grand. I don't know. Fucking thing sucks! <laughs> I, I remember my grandparents. I stayed at the Grand Hotel for um, something in middle school when we went up there to, to visit Mackinac Island. But I remember my grandparents stayed at the Grand Hotel years ago. I mean, I mean, maybe 15, 20 years ago. And they said it was a dump. They it's complained. Just... It, they, they were complaining how it had no air conditioning. Maybe they've improved that now and put AC in the room. But there was no AC. It was outdated. It was yeah, dirty. That's a big thing. It's the, outdated. Yeah, it's the just only, old. Exactly, it's very old. The only thing they have going for is their name and that big long porch in the yeah. front that everyone likes to talk about but you got to go to Mackinac Island I'm shocked that you haven't been to Traverse City or the UP that's scary to me dude I, I, I have you been across go. the Mackinac Bridge I yes I think we went across the Mackinac Bridge okay, on that so, trip so, so you, it was you were just, in St. Ignace I guess yeah well the very butt end of the UP I wouldn't even count it I think we went to the end of the Mackinac Bridge and we turned around so oh, for god's sake <laughs> well that's enough for us we're head back we're head back home <laughs> The UP trip is over. <laughs> Guys, it's four hours to the bridge from Detroit. Just take the trip. It's it's. People think it's, oh, the UP. God, you set aside a whole day to drive up there. It's not true. It really isn't. I, I, no, it's I got it, Zach. What are no, you waiting I, for? No, I want to go. I do want to go. Do you like go. mountain biking? I love mountain biking. Do you like kayaking? I love kayaking. Do you like Scen- scenic and picturesque views and mountains and cliffs <laughs> and cliff jumping and breweries and food and... um. Yes. Hospitality. Yes, yes, yes. What yes. are you waiting for then? I, I'm, I'm waiting for some time. But <laughs> so, so Alex is gallivanting across the Upper Peninsula, and that was trying to get me to think about where are some of the best places to visit in Michigan? Maybe some of the lesser known places, the places that are not like Traverse City or not like, you know, even I say Charlevoix, Harbor Springs. They're really popular places that everyone knows about. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about maybe a little off the beaten path. Harbor as, Beach, as, Harbor Beach, sure. Michigan. D- go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> my family has a uh, as a cottage. Ooh! I didn't say I. My family has a, is as a very nice cottage up on Lake Huron. It it's great. right in the thumb. I love it. It's like right if you're if you're looking at your thumb, it's probably right where your fingernail starts on your thumb. That's where we are in the in the in the you in the in the thumb. But it it's a nice small town, very close. It's only two hours compared to the four to the bridge. Yeah. And it, it it's a lot of fun. It does it. It's a fun time. I yeah. believe me, I love it. I'm not it's it's awesome. And it's an area that is definitely not um you know, visited very often. No. Nobody goes to the thumb. No. Really? Like what's it, the I mean the, there, I, I I gotta be honest, other than the cottages, which are great, there's not much else to do. No. There's not many nice golf courses. There it's pretty flat. It's a lot of farmland. Yeah. Windmills, windmills. They have windmills. Yeah. But, I mean, the UP is such a great area. I mean, Brimley to Grand Marais, you have Tequamanon Falls, the east side of Pictured Rocks, the Devil's Slide, which is this incredible dune slide that you slide down the dunes, you take like 45 minutes to climb back up. It's like a workout. It's a lot of fun. So, yeah, I mean, there's that there. There's Whitefish Point right in that area. You could talk about the Porcupine Mountains on the west side of the Upper Peninsula, Lake of the Clouds. You know what's kind of funny? I... You rarely hear about these type of things. I I'm know. sure. I no. I believe you. I believe these are all amazing places to go. Yeah. But it's like it. 
I don't know what it is about Michigan. We just we kind of forget about the Upper Peninsula. It, 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 it it's because people think it's incredibly far away and they don't want to drive that far. It's not. You just take 75 all the way. Yeah. Well, I I mean, if you're going to the what is it, the Leewanaw Peninsula? It it. it did the I what? say that right? Keweenaw. Sorry. Jeez, I can't believe. All right, well, we got to go Man, back and edit show. that now. Yep. This out. God, this could be the end of Zach for the show, guys. I'm sorry if you're a fan. He needs your support right now because I'm not doing well with him. The Keweenaw Peninsula. There is also the Leelanau Peninsula. I don't know if I'm going to put this headset back on. <laughs> and here's a drive to right, and it's a home run! Castellanos! Woo! I don't know how long I'm going to be doing this for. The people who pay me, please. Somebody come and support me. Somebody else. Somebody tweet at me. My friends, please put your career on the line too. Zach. There is a Leelanau Peninsula, which is a nice area as well, in the in the uh, northwest side of the Traverse City area. But uh, mm. I'm I'm partial to the Keweenaw Peninsula, Houghton. That's I mean that's where I went to school. There's just some incredible areas to explore. But one other place that I will mention, um, a couple weeks back when I was on my golf trip with Adam and my dad, and my brother, uh, we went to uh, a city called Walloon Lake, Michigan. It's it's like ten minutes south of Petoskey. It's it's on this little lake. It's this really cool little town. They had a great restaurant called Barrel back there. That uh, Keweenaw Brewing Company on tap. Fantastic, delicious food. Steak? Some, did you get a steak? I did not. You know what? I got a steak the night before oh. at Benetham's in Gaylord, which is another great restaurant. How can I know if they're good if I don't know about their steaks? Not every restaurant is a steak. This was not a steakhouse. This was more <laughs> of a barbecue place. I will say, and this might be a stretch. Well, people probably won't believe me. Best chicken wings in the world. Best chicken wings in the world. And you say to yourself, I've had some good wings, believe me. No, 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 no. You haven't had good smoked barbecue (laughs) sauce chicken wings like these out of this world. And Adam can vouch for me, and so can my brother and my dad. Let's get Adam on the phone. If if one person I can trust for for a take on wings... It's Max. Believe I, me. It, it, <laughs> thank you. I'll take that as a compliment, Zach. I appreciate that. But it's a cool little town, and it, you know, it's Walloon Lake. It was we were watching the sunset over the lake. People water skiing, wakeboarding on the lake. They're right on the water. This restaurant, ice cream place is it down like there. Michigan, or is it? A... No, it's a, it's an inland lake. Uh, okay. Walloon Lake. I mean, Michigan has hundreds, maybe thousands of inland lakes and areas to explore. But that was another place that I thought was cool. But you know, with Alec exploring the UP, I just thought, you know. What are some of the best areas of Michigan to explore? Reach out to us. We're we're we're, listen, we're yeah. asking for feedback. What's our we'll uh, social a, media? We stuff? should put a check. We should have put a checklist out there. Well, you can. Well, I'm gonna take the spot of Alex. This is Alex's job. <laughs> it is. But uh, on Twitter, you can catch us at uh, at cutting out early. Our Instagram is cutting out early dot podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcast. Uh, we upload to Anchor FM, and you can reach out and you can email us at. Uh, cuttingoutearly.podcast at gmail.com Thank you, sir. Fantastic. Please reach out. I want to hear the best places in Michigan to visit. And I'm not talking about, if I get Traverse City, um, we're going to block you as a listener. <laughs> uh, it has to be some cool, unique places. And I love Traverse City, but that's just not what we're looking for. Um, There's actually one on here that I kind of like. What's that? Ludington. I've been there lots of oh, times. Oh, yeah, Ludington. That's actually West my, side of the state, baby. Yeah, my dad's side of the family uh, kind of grew up there. so No kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. House of Flavors, Lake Michigan. The Badger. The Badger. Have you been on the Badger? No, I haven't. Oh, been. I, we watch it, Zach. though. You walk out to the, you know, out 
on the uh, the lighthouse, the yeah. little break wall there, and you it's watch awesome. the badger go out every week. And the badger is they awesome. have a they have a wolverine and a spartan too, but I'm, I'm pretty sure they only use the badger now. But it's a great time. Ludington's a great vacation spot. Great it's, weekend getaway. It's a nice area. One other area I'll mention is um, Iron Mountain. It's in the UP. Um, as a matter of fact, that's where Tom Izzo was from. Iron Mountain. Oh, really? You should know that. I, I knew he was from the UP. I didn't know it was Iron Mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they have one of the. It's it's in the southern side. I know this. It's not on the water. Um, it's not on one of the lakes. I should say. But um, you know, the northern side of the UP. Yeah, I, I'd say that takes the cake. You got the Keweenaw Peninsula, Houghton, Marquette, Pictured Rocks. Um, the beauty of that area is unmatched. But Iron Mountain is cool because it's it's a it's a cool little town. They have one of the best golf courses I've ever played. Timberstone, out of this world. I know you're not a huge golfer. But no, no, I, no. God, was it fantastic! Um, Norway, word. The, right near uh, Iron Mountain, is the Norway Spring, and I, I know this might be a weird comment. Best water I've ever drinking <laughs> at the Norway Ar- Artisan Spring. I heard I Artisan heard. flowing well, and Alex has talked about that to you, hasn't he? No, I've heard some stories that you guys bring like, a jug, the biggest jug you can find. The or biggest something. jug. Yeah, give yeah. me the biggest jug you can find. We're going huge, to Norway, Michigan, to fill of, up one of those huge Gatorade bins full of water. I have my 30-ounce, uh, my Yeti, well, my, my knockoff Yeti, my Ozark Trail, Ugh, which geez. works just the same, and I'm saving money, so Ugh. anyone who has a Yeti, I'm just wondering what your problem is. <laughs> I fill it up, and it takes a quarter second to fill up. Just, that's it. It's just this super fast-flowing, constant spring water always flowing, just using gravity. The magic of gravity to constantly flow water. People bring jugs there to fill up for the week. I mean, we're talking, we're meeting people there. Yeah, I'm bringing my jugs to fill up for the week, and they're just filling up all this water at the Norway Spring. Wow, unreal. Honestly, I, <laughs> I, I got a checklist. <laughs> um, Drummond <laughs> Island too. That's a good area. Um, I haven't been in a while. I'd like to go back. It's it's a nice island. Um, oh, yeah. It's on the eastern side of the Upper Peninsula, um, right across from Detour Village. That's also not very far away. Um, so most of my places are in the UP, but it, I, I think for good reason. I think it should be uh, um, noted as a, 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 an awesome place in Michigan where people need to travel. And I'm, I'm jealous of Alex right now. I'd love to take a week-long vacation in the UP. Instead, I'm starting school this week. Yeah, definitely something that's missed <laughs> by a lot of people, I'd say, including me. <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> we got to get you up there. You would like going uh, mountain biking at um, Copper Harbor. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we we got to plan it. Maybe even this fall we'll try to figure out something. We'll see. We'll see. With no, no, no football on. I guess it depends on school. Right? <laughs> yeah. All right. You want to get out of here? Yeah, I think it's about that time. What What are we at? We're at um 121. Jeez. <laughs> That's without Alex's big mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's, We always say we'll do a short show, but we always talk about stuff. It just kind of rolls along. Yeah, but we enjoy it too much. It, it is a lot of fun, but... um. Really appreciate you guys listening in. Send in your comments, email, tweet us, whatever. Send us a Facebook message about the best places in Michigan. Um, That's one more. I'll give them one more time. So our Twitter is at Cutting Out Early. Yeah. Our Instagram is Cutting Out Early Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, and our email is Cutting Out Early Podcast at gmail.com. There we go. And um, one of the other things I'm going to do in the next week or two is. Uh, review some steakhouses and steaks in the state of Michigan. Ooh. Alex went to a great one last night in Marquette that he's talking about, and we'll get his feedback, but steak, that's my thing. So, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that soon. Um, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. See you guys next week. See ya.